You are listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now present the Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Good morning, everyone, and welcome to the Health Hub. I'm your host, Kathy Biasse, and along with our producer, Alex Diaz, and our production assistant, Daniel Tresini, we would like to welcome you to our show this morning. Good morning, men. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing well. Yeah? Yeah, for the yeah. most part. For the most part, down over the Holy Week season after Easter, it's quiet yeah, now. it's definitely a different feeling uh, this week uh, here at the station. Yeah. It's a little bit more... Uh, normal. Not to say that uh, we're not busy, but uh, definitely during Holy Week, it really took a, took a turn. Yeah, but a little decompressed now, so we're fresh and ready to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. Excellent. Yeah. Today's show is live. You can call in at 416-245-1534. Please do follow us on our social sites. We are on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and we are at the Health Hub RMC. And our email is thh at radiomaria.ca. As you know, all of our shows, live or taped, are turned into a podcast, and we are The Health Hub on iTunes, SoundCloud, and all your favorite podcast platforms. You can also find our podcast on Radio Maria Canada website, which is www.radiomaria.ca.ca, and my website, which is kathybiasse.com. We had um, a little bit of a, of a delay in the, the podcast from uh, two weeks ago. The quality wasn't that great, so we've Alex and... Daniel have done a great job fixing it up. Um, that was the demystifying uh, fascia with Dr. Antonio Stecco, and I have contacted him, and I would have approached him about coming back onto the show. Of it was, course, yeah. yeah, it was quite unfortunate. Uh, that phone line was just uh, not too great. But we did, uh, you know, the, the, the guys did do the best they could in cleaning it up. So it is up and ready for you to listen to. But uh, hopefully we'll have him on again uh, because it was such a, an amazing, amazing topic with such great information. We had a lot of people that were quite interested to hear the podcast. So um, rest assured that we will have him back on the show and we will get a, a cleaner version because that information is really something that uh, is cutting edge for a lot of people, uh, especially when we talked about fibromyalgia and pain. I think the association with fascia and um, lymphedema, fibromyalgia, it was just uh, it was quite astounding so uh, yes we will try and get him back on and of course uh, last week's show defeating the odds with Sean Swarner uh, was awesome so do take a listen to both of those Sean Swarner was um, very emotional very motivational I should say very motivational very emotional for me too there are pieces of when he was talking about his journey with cancer that struck a chord and I'm sure they will do for anyone who has gone through um, a cancer diagnosis. Uh, there is um, a camaraderie uh, on many on many levels, but uh, he certainly is 
is a, a, an amazing, amazing man. So take a look at, uh, or take a look, uh, take a look. It's not TV. Well, you can take definitely a take a listen. look at his picture. Yeah, you can and, take a look and, at his picture. For yeah, sure. exactly. Thanks for picking me up there. No problem. <laughs> yeah, but the podcast again, wonderful, wonderful. So do take a listen to it. So today we have uh, Nadine on from Living Libations, and we're going to be talking about dental health. And I thought that uh, because of that, I might do another fun facts. So we're going to do a few fun facts about teeth, uh, just to sort of uh, set things up here for Nadine. Uh, Children, they have 20 teeth, and these first teeth are called their milk teeth. Adults have around 32 teeth, uh, the variable being uh, wisdom teeth, whether you get them, whether you don't. My husband never got any of his wisdom teeth, so he's uh, never had to go through that ordeal. We'll be talking probably a little bit about wisdom teeth as well. So uh, there are four types of teeth, and each of the different types obviously play a, a different role and important roles in eating, drinking, and speaking. So they include the incisors, which are the teeth that help you cut up food, the canines, which are the pointy teeth that allow you to tear and grasp food, and the premolars and the molars, which aid with crushing and tearing and uh, chewing and grinding your food. So all very important uh, teeth that um, do different functions. A human child will lose their first tooth around the age of seven. The enamel on a human tooth is the hardest thing in our body. That was one that I really have never thought about, I guess, but uh, makes a lot of sense. And one third of your tooth is beneath your gums. So you've got a lot of stuff going on below the tooth as well, as again, I'm sure we'll be talking to Nadine about. And uh, saliva. There's a whole world of saliva in your mouth that has many, many different functions. But I just wanted to to quickly say that um, saliva contains important substances that you need to digest your food and to keep your teeth strong. So just uh, a quick little um, segue into our show today. So uh, on on to that show, actually, today we have with us... Um, oh, let me actually, I've got a few more things to say about saliva. Uh, saliva does keep your mouth moist, helps you to chew. So all these, all these wonderful things that um, there's always everything that goes on with... Uh, sorry about that. Everything that goes on in the mouth has a function, just as everything that goes on in the body has a function. So we'll be getting into a lot of this with Nadine, so I don't want to scoop any of her valuable information. And speaking of Nadine, Nadine Artemis is the creator of Living Libations, an exquisite line of serums, elixirs, and essential oils for those seeking the purest of the pure botanical health and beauty products on the planet. She is a frequent commentator on health and beauty for media outlets, and her products have received rave reviews in the New York Times, the National Post, and the Hollywood Reporter. Nadine has formulated a stunning collection of rare and special botanical compounds. An innovative aromacologist, Nadine develops immune-enhancing formulas and medicinal blends for health and wellness. Her potent dental serums are used worldwide and provide purest oral care available. You know, when I, I'm reading these bios out, I always highlight the words that I know that could be the simplest words that, are, that I know are going to catch me. And, and that was the one and it did. But anyways, uh, truth be told, I have been an avid customer of uh, Nadine's products. They are they are outstanding. So I'm really looking forward to her getting into you, uh, into you about the oral health, about uh, all things dental, um, as well as talking about her other 
lines and what they do. And we will be getting into things like what are key steps for dental health? What are some of the risks of common mainstream dental procedures? And what are the key botanicals and plant extracts for dental health? So we'll be talking all about that when we get back with Nadine. Listening to Radio Maria Canada. We now continue with the program, The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. Our show is live today. If you'd like to call in, our number is 416-245-1534. And please, again, as mentioned, do follow us on our social sites. We've got a lot of great information as well as upcoming guests. And we are at the Health Hub RMC. Nadine, welcome to the show. Hello, thank you so much. Well, thank you for joining us. And as I said before the break, um, I've been a, a long-time customer of yours and, um, you know, dabbling in other lines. And there's just, yours is just set apart from, from other products that I've tried in the essential oil blends. What sets your company apart from everybody else's? 
Oh, well, thank you so much for uh, appreciating the difference in our quality, which I really, it, it really comes down to, you know, the raw materials that are used. And even in the natural world, there's always compromises being made. And, you know, I'm putting everything on and around and in my body that I'm making. So it absolutely has to be the purest and every drop of botanical goodness is, is what we're here to celebrate in every formula that we make. How do you know essential oils? And you know, I was, I was trying to look at do a touch of research for the show and how essential oils are actually uh, made and so forth. It's it's not an easy process. Whatever brought you to become involved in in this area of health? Well, when I was a girl, I just uh, loved love, love, love just playing with nature and mixing things up and. Luckily, when uh, in grade nine, I had to do a science fair project, and I was trying to consider topics. And I found this book at the library on making cosmetics. It was geared towards children. It was very easy to understand. And there was a whole chapter on perfumes, which I was really obsessed with at the time, but just the regular, you know, collecting all the normal bottles of things like Christian Dior. And I didn't really get that sense of what they were connected to. But the book went into the roots, the history, you know, a lot about ancient Egypt, which was a fascinating area of study for me because my great-grandfather was um, the president of the London Egyptology Society and would go on archaeological digs as the illustrator. And so that just held my fascination. And then what I learned through the book was, you know, perfumes were originally made from the distillations of flowers and plants. So that I really got to connect it to something and um, the book talked about that those distillates could be found as something called essential oils and were often found at health food stores. This was a couple decades ago, and not a couple, actually. <laughs> this was back in the 80s. Um, so it was just fascinating. We, my mom took me to health food store. I inhaled my first essences of orange, ylang, lemongrass, and jasmine, and I was just transported. At that moment, you know, I couldn't necessarily discern, you know, the whole world of synthetics and naturals and the differences, but I could tell that something different was going on. And for the Science Fair project, I recreated L'Air de Temps using the essential oil. So that was the first dive into that. And then, um, you know, finished high school, went to university, and then around 18, when I was at university, I was really understanding, um, you know, having to make and prepare and buy my own food. I mean, I was doing that a bit at home, but really connecting to going to a farmer's market and making meals and just really understanding food. And then I, I got educated. I was near a health food store and I began to see that, the, you know, a lot of the foods at the supermarket and that whole system was like not real food. And so I really dove into that and it was within a month of, of really understanding how to read food labels and hopefully actually buying no food that had a label um, that I really took that, applied that knowledge to all the skincare ingredients, uh, skincare stuff that I was using at the time that I thought was natural from the body shop, that kind of stuff. And it was just so eye-opening. And from that moment forward, not only was I, orga- you know, became organic and never ate processed food again, I went into, uh, you know, this massive research and, and experimentation to create uh, my own skincare products and perfumes and lip balms I would make in like recycled film canisters and, you know, body, put body oils and recycled uh, wine bottles. <laughs> so those were the beginnings. 
And, you know, it goes beyond the smell, though. This is something that I want, I, I would really like you to explain. Many people may not have come in contact really with with the beauty of what essential oils can do. You know, it's not just the smell. So, you know, before we get into the, the specific topic of dental care, maybe an overview of where you can take within your health regime essential oils. Yeah, so just such fascinating um, substances. And it can be confusing because we are now very much aware of things like essential fatty acids, which could be like the beautiful omegas in, in flaxseed oil. Um, or maybe people know about flower essences, which are like a homeopathic um, imprint of a flower in water. Uh, you know, so there's the box flower remedies or something like that. And then there's herbal tinctures, which are, you know, um, herbs that are saturated in alcohol and their properties come out. But essential oils are different and they are generally born through distillation. And um, that steam distillation method that was developed thousands of years ago is in essence what is still used today to steam distill essential oils. So not all plants have the volatile oils that can be distilled like tulip. There will never be an essential oil of tulip. Um, but, you know, jasmine flowers, ylang, rose, the, you know, those heavy aromatics or pine trees or basil leaves or lavender. So those, all those plants contain the um, aromatic molecules, also known as monoterpenes, that can be distilled. And what we are left with is this essential oil. And interestingly enough, essential oils are not oily. They have no fatty acids in them. So if you had a drop on your finger, you could like still kind of snap your fingers because they're evaporative. They're what is known as a volatile oil. And if you left the cap off, it would evaporate. And um, so molecularly, they're like a substance like no other on the planet. And if you didn't have a sense of smell, you, you, the essential oils would still work if you applied them to your body or even if you inhaled them. You just wouldn't have that extra pleasure. But those molecules will still travel up through your nose to the olfactory region, um, region tickle the hypothalamus, and f- physiologically get to work in the body, into the bloodstream, and, you know, they, they will run through the body. Um, they don't hang out there. So they will be flushed out of the system. So we can use essential oils for all kinds of application, not just the beauty and the spirit of their aroma, but we can apply them to scars and wounds. We can use them for oral care because they contain so many components that are beneficial to us. One drop will contain over 500 natural chemical constituents that are able to help with regulate gene expression, help cells regenerate, and, um, you know, the list goes on and on. They're anti-inflammatory. Generally, they're all antibacterial, antifungal, and antiviral, but to varying degrees. You know, clove is very potent, but rose is almost uh, as antibacterial as clove. So they're all these beautiful gems. And when you go to your web, now, what, what year was Living Libations founded? Well, I started my business in 1992, um, but the next phase of it, which, which I did with my husband and my business partner, Ron, and we started that in 2002. 
Yeah, it's beautiful. It's uh, living uh, my patient face. Yeah. And you go to your website, and, and it, it's so chock full of information. It, it can seem overwhelming how to navigate all the different plants and their properties, but as with anything, if you just start reading and researching and go to the website, you'll just find um, how beautifully laid out and, and how wonderful these um, all these different types of essential oils are for health. But let's get on to the subject of the day. Um, so you are now a botanist, a chemist, and a creator, and somehow you have really honed in on oral health and the aspect of it. You've written a book. What has brought you to hone in on this area so much of your um, company? Well, in that in that time when I was, I was talking about in the beginning when I was exploring and then making my own skincare products and stuff, I was very much into, uh, you know, it was just a whole new world that opened up where I was understanding like naturopathic medicine and seeing like, oh, wow, we have so many options if we have a stomach ache or a headache and, you know, so many things to do. And I found there was so much in that area that I could explore, but I found there was a gap in taking care of the teeth. And there was just a, you know, there might have been a book out about, uh, you know, mercury toxicity or some of that obviously very important heavier issues, but not this like daily care where you could find about the body, like all those little ailments that we kind of have every day that we maybe don't need to go to a doctor for. But what do we do as people every day brushing our teeth? Because, you know, I could just, it wasn't. It's I could just sense that we weren't really understanding it because. You know, we've been all taught to brush twice daily and visit the dentist twice a year to prevent decay, yet the staggering number of cavities, crowns, and root canals is, is just, it's, it's, it's only increasing, even as our, as our choices in the drugstore about taking care of our teeth, all, all the choices of mouthwashes and toothpaste, while well, we've increased and there's so much choice in that area, at the same time, all of the things that we're trying to take care of in our mouth are not decreasing, but root canals and all that are on the rise. And so, and, you know, and dental disease is probably 98% of the population. Well, you're ahead of your time. You're definitely ahead of your time because, you know, people are just now starting to talk about the health of the oral biome and the health of the mouth for overall body health. So I think it's it's yeah. very forward thinking of you to be in this, and I really want to get into the down and dirties of it. Where has the mainstream dental care gone wrong, in your opinion? Well, you know, I feel like not understand. I think that the initial um, schism is that the mouth isn't really connected to the body. I feel like when I grew up, I felt like, you know, I'm like, think back to being a teen at the dentist. You're like, your teeth are developed and you're either taking care of them or not. You're getting a cavity or not. It's not very fun. Um, but you felt like they were these sort of rocks in your mouth and they were fully developed. There was no sense of a systemic connection to the body, to the digestive system, to the brain, to the saliva, to the foods we eat, um, to and now we know, to the microbiome. So there's that connection to the body and that the teeth are alive. They're not just these stones in your mouth. Gums can um, change. Saliva can change. Enamel can change. So all these things, we've got to know that the teeth are hooked up to the rest of the body and we can turn the current situation in our mouths around. Do we need both? 
can we go over completely to natural dental care or do you think we need an amalgamation of both of them? Well, I think if you, I think we all still need a good biological holistic dentist in our lives because most of us have to undo previous dental works and mistakes. And um, you always want a, you know, a good physician in your, in your pocket. But the thing is, hopefully we can get your mouth to a stage where, you know, you don't reliant on the dentist or you're not, when you go there, you're not getting devastating news so that you're understanding what to do at home to, uh, you know, hopefully visit the dentist less or at least have it be way less expensive. Mm-hmm. Now, what are the common products out there that are very mainstream and a lot of people do use that you are very much against and you recommend people not use as well as ingredients that you think people should avoid for good dental health? Yes. Well, I think, you know, one of my, I do recommend these three steps called stop, seal, and seed. And in the stop phase, that's all about eliminating all of the things that um, we do to our mouths every day that are really creating a vicious cycle and an uphill battle um, to have a healthy mouth. And um, really, you know, it's a blanket statement, but pretty much everything that down that dental aisle in the drugstore, except for like the tools, <laughs> like the floss, you know, well, even the floss can be problematic because it can be, um, you know, coated with petroleum wax. Um, so definitely things like mouthwash, which you can Google as some, it, to see the cancer statistics. It's something like causes 36,000 cases of oral cancer a year. Um, you know, toothpaste have things like triclosan, which has now been banned in um, antibiotic hand soaps, but still allowed in toothpaste. Mm. Now that is... Um, acts like an antibiotic and that is very disruptive to the oral microbiome. Uh, We want to, you know, so we want to stop using, you know, toothpaste with the thing ingredients like just all the commercial toothpaste has crazy ingredients in it. Even some stuff at health food stores is still going to have things like sodium lauryl sulfate in it or something that seems pretty innocuous, benign, like like glycerin is actually not, it, it will invisibly coat the teeth and then you can't rinse it away. So, Glycerin is going to block the saliva from having that contact with the enamel, and we need the saliva to be connecting and flushing out the enamel. Okay, I just you, you yeah. s- sorry. I just want you glazed over um, uh, dental floss, and I do want to hit upon that one because it seems like such an innocuous thing, but as you as you alluded to, you really should have very healthy, holistic dental floss as well. Yes, or, or just something simple with no other ingredients on it. Um, of course, uh, we, I like the floss that we've chosen. You know, it goes well in between the teeth. And what I love doing is you can take one of our dental serums and you can take one drop and slide it along the floss and then you floss your teeth and then you've just made your flossing practice like about 100 times more effective because you're getting those botanicals right up into the, in between the teeth and getting areas that the brush cannot connect with. Okay, great. I think we're going to take a break right here. That's a perfect segue because when we get back, I want to get into your dental hygiene program. So we'll be back in a couple of minutes. I got a homesick heart, but a long ways left to go. I've been doing my part, but I ain't got much to show. 
Radio Maria Canada, a Catholic voice wherever you are. To contact us and be a part of the show, please call 416-245-1534. We now continue with the program. Here once again is your host, Kathy Biasi. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking with Nadine Artemis, and she is from Living Libations, and we are discussing natural dentistry. Nadine, um, I've had some questions email into you. Now, I don't know how they play into your field of expertise. Um, I'll shoot them out there to you, and you can hit them back however you want. Is that okay with you? That's awesome, yeah. Great. Okay, the first one is about toothbrushes. Now, do you uh, recommend electronic toothbrushes or the non-electronic version? 
A&R, um, in the eight steps that I've developed for successful oral care, there's actually two types of brushes. One is a manual brush uh, for the first phase of taking care and brushing the gums. And then the second uh, brush is an electric brush. I prefer the round-headed type so that you can get into nooks and crannies that your manual brush is not getting into. The first phase is about the gums. And it's very important to just brush from the gum uh, down or the, on the top and the gum up. And so you're actually, you're not going back and forth. It's very important to brush lightly and properly in one direction. And, uh, you know, if your brush is in six months from now, if your br- toothbrush has any um, of the bristles that are changed or flattened or anything, then you are brushing far too firmly. There should, the brush should look, you know, the same. Obviously, it's going to be dirtier or whatever, but it's going to be different. But the, the bristles should be the same. And every person um, should be brushing with a soft-headed toothbrush, no matter how manly you are. <laughs> no matter how manly you are. <laughs> well, that actually leads into the second question that we got. Can you uh, naturally repair receding gum lines? Yes, and that is why I did develop the eight steps. So, you know, obviously, as we've discussed, I do uh, make oral care products. However, my eight steps and, and all my dental advice about stopping and not using all the drugstore stuff is you can literally make a difference in your mouth right now by just using simple ingredients like baking soda and sea salt. So if you're on a budget, you have those options. They are, you know, baking soda is so inexpensive. So just know that you can start right there and uh, your, your mouth will be improved by, by just that alone. So you want to follow the eight steps. Um, you know, which you can find in my books. I've got the Holistic Dental Care book and my new book, Renegade Beauty, also has a whole chapter dedicated to uh, dental care and a lot of new information on the oral microbiome and stuff. So the steps are in there. The steps are on our website. You can also email us. We have an amazing, very well-educated care team. We also do free consults. Um, So, you know, I, I know I won't be able to, answer everything really in depth here, but no, you have those options. I do want to leave time for you to at least go over the eight steps. I think it's very important for this show. Um, So again, we're down to... The main thing is to really, yeah, you want to take care of the dental, the pockets, because you're probably going to the dentist, they're like your your gum pockets might be down to like a six or seven. You want to bring those up to a two or a three, and that's where you really want to take care of that gum line, where the gums meet the teeth. You want them to be like nice turtlenecks, but you don't want them receding to like a cowl neck. Mm-hmm. I have a couple of cowl necks myself. Um, now, <laughs> do um, do we need to straighten our teeth? That's the third question. I've got one more after that. Well, it's a deep question because we're, uh, you know, decades now of, of uh, generations of people that haven't eaten well. So our mouths are actually developing differently and we're having less space in our jaws. Um, so then the teeth are getting a bit overcrowding. I have a chapter on braces in my book. I have an article on our website, but there are many issues with braces that actually change the face, change the structure of growing faces, um, making them more vertical than their natural horizontal growth that would have happened. So there's a lot to think about there, um, but you want to actually look into orthotropics. And um, I have a, um, I talk about in that article too about an orthodontist that was on 16 Minutes in Australia and he got to 
you know, look at dentistry for twins, one with braces and one without. So you could definitely see the changes there. So there's a lot to consider about braces. But the main thing is providing nutrition in pregnancy and in those early years from zero to three so that your child has the proper nutrition that will also help the teeth grow straight. Interesting. Very interesting. You know, it's just a common practice. I think once they hit grade seven or eight, you go to the orthodontist and you put something on their teeth. And I think, oh, yeah, my uh, brother and sister had braces. I felt left out. Well, you know, and I think, you know, as with so many things, just because it's done, we consider it the right thing or the normal thing to do. And and that's why I love people like you that, that, that turn the tide on what we consider as normal and really push us back to think about what we're actually doing. I even read someplace that breathing properly as a, an infant and as, as you grow up helps to set the jawline. So breathing properly is probably the number one thing that the children need to do. Um, th- that w- mouth breathing will definitely create crooked teeth and change the, the path of that child's face visually as an adult. Mm-hmm. So I, I have uh, some suggestions and stuff in my book, too, but you definitely want to take care of that. And um, things like orthotropics can also help with that. But again, diet. Is the child allergic to dairy? You know, or is that why they're breathing through their mouths at night? What do you mean by orthotropics? What does that word oh, mean? Uh, sorry, I didn't, that was in my head. I meant to say. Um, <laughs> instead of orthodontics, there's a, um, orthotropics.com uh, or .org, and that will take you into that whole world. So a whole other avenue for ways to uh, straighten the, create space and, and um, straighten the teeth that is, that is uh, revolutionary compared to orthodontics, which is, needs you know, a lot of uh, growth there. It's a bit stuck. And and is this something that, you know, once you've hit the age of 18, it's just, it's far gone conclusion that your teeth are crooked? Or is this something that we can all work on? No, we can all work on it. And, and definitely uh, receding gums would, you know, affect uh, teeth um, straightness as we mature and get wise in our years. Hmm, very, very interesting. And the final question that somebody, I think people have done the research on you and on this topic, because <laughs> the last question is, can we naturally repair cavities? Yes. Well, the, the thing that's so key to understanding or of a teeth and, and the ways that wasn't understood before, again, we, we're learning, we know now that it's, it's connected to the body, it's connected to what we eat. What many dentists don't know, but has been scientifically proven with thousands of tests by Dr. Um, Steinman, is that there's a dentineal lymph system. And for us, when we understand about the dentineal lymph system, then we understand how we can take care of our teeth because it's there that holds the key to cavities. So teeth are fed from their roots by this dentineal lymph system, and these tree-like roots draw up nutrients into the tooth, like kind of like sap in a tree. And the dental lymph flow is a toroidal system. It's a lymph, the lymph liquid spins inward and upward into the tooth's core into the pulp chamber, and then that flows through the tooth, delivering nutrients, and then it goes out onto the enamel like microscopic sweat. These tiny droplets from the lymph system coalesce on the surface of the enamel, forming a fluid layer that prevents biofilm formation, and then that co-mingles with the saliva to lubricate and communicate with the mouth microbiome. So understanding that 
and a good biological dentist knows that, but your childhood dentist may not, is the key. Because when we have stress, when we have diets high in sugar, when we don't have enough nutrients, when hormones may be out of whack, when we have a cell phone head held to our head by our parotid glands, by our thyroid glands, all of these things could be the root cause that, that stagnates that dentineal lymph flow. So the stress can stagnate it, but once it goes past stagnation, this dentineal lymph system can reverse, and then instead of drawing nutrients up, it becomes like a straw, and it sucks in from the oral environment into the tooth. So it, it reverses, and then you're sucking in, um, you know, bacteria and viruses, and that is the genesis of a cavity. It's not about things sitting on the surface of the teeth. Oh, that just goes against pretty much everything that most of us have believed. So that's a fascinating area. So we're not, we're not a lost cause. We can all improve our dental health. It's, it's not by the time you've had your teeth straightened and we can, we, this is a right constant process. Today. Fascinating. Yeah, but just by just grabbing some baking soda would, would just, you know, would change it. And yeah. I've had people, you know, with, uh, you know, they're like, great, I floss, but... Then I, when I floss, I, you know, I bleed. And so, you know, by using a dental serum along that floss, I've had people that it doesn't bleed within 24 hours. For some people, that same process, depending on the, the health of their, their body and oral environment, that may take a week. But the gums are so resilient. The mouth is so resilient. And the microbiome, it's, it's going to all respond. You just have to lean into, go and, you know, lean into that other direction. Well, I pulled back on talking about saliva because I think it's an important, important piece. And I'd like you to address that. And, you know, let's start weaving in some of the products that you're using and, and go over the eight steps that you have for dental, for dental care so that people can really be illuminated uh, into the products that you offer and how they can so improve their dental health. For sure. Well, the saliva is so key. It's, it's, you know, our mouth, it's like a little ocean in there. And, and the saliva, you want it to, you know, slightly saline and it should be alkaline. So one thing that everybody could do is get litmus, uh, paper, litmus paper from the drugstore and check your oral alkalinity morning and night. And you want to have it alkaline. If it's in, in acid, then you, you know, it could, you've got to re- look at what you're eating or drinking because you want that to be alkaline. And um, then, yeah, we have the eight, if I talk about the eight steps, I could also talk about products sort of at the same time. Mm-hmm. I think that would. Yeah, I think that it would interweave it well. <laughs> yeah, I think it'd be great. Yeah. So the first step, oh my God, I can't like, remember all this. <laughs> um, you I write do, the book, you close so the well. chapter. <laughs> <I know. laughs> So the first step is always rinsing. So, you know, um, you know, you don't necessarily want to brush right after you've eaten because, you know, there could be just, you got to let things settle. But if you want, what is great is to just swish. So put a pinch of salt in water or a pinch of baking soda, and then you can swish around and then, um, you know, rinse, uh, spit that out. And that's great for kids because no kid is brushing really thoroughly. Well, I'm sure some kid is, but I'm sure, yeah, it's kind of like herding chipmunks, isn't it? 
So um, the first thing you do is you want to rinse. And then, you know, I recommend people make a mason jar of, of baking soda or salt water. And then you can ha- leave that in your, in your bathroom and have shot glasses for the family and you're rinsing. And then the next thing you're doing is using that manual toothbrush. And you're thinking that it's really stimulating the gum. So you're going onto the gum and then down. And that's not, it's not really about the teeth at that point. It's about the gums and the gum line. At that moment, you know, you could put a, if we're going really basic, a pinch of baking soda on the brush. Um, but if you want, that's where you can get into using the dental serums. And the dental serums that we made are, you know, 100% botanical. And we're using botanicals that are now, we have the scientific studies that show how the essential oils like clove, uh, frankincense, tea tree, rose auto, they all have this thing called quorum sensing inhibitors, QSI. And what we now know is that when pathogens gain traction in the body, they use the quorum sensing to start gaining traction, to start gene regulation, and to start gaining in numbers. It's kind of like they're grouping up at this part, part, part and then they start creating biofilms. So where the essential oils come in as QSI, they will inhibit the gene regulation. They will break up the pathogen party, parties from communicating and gaining traction, and they are able to bust through biofilms in ways that antibiotics cannot or that because we've overused antibiotics, they're less effective now. So that is the amazing thing about essential oils, and it gives us the modern scientific data, you know, thousands of years later that explains why, you know, historically, culturally, Things like the ones I've mentioned, like clove and frankincense and mastic and cardamom and tea tree in Australia, all of these plants have been used for oral care for thousands of years. And then the excellent part about the essential oils is that they're able to deal with the pathogens and tidy that up, but without eradicating the friendly bacteria, which is what we need. And things like mouthwash with alcohol or or triclosan and toothpaste those are things that are killing off the oral microbiome, mutating the species and, and creating extinction even. You know, we are now missing microbes. We are now missing not just the volume of microbes, but the diversity, just like we've lost the diversity in soil, that kind of thing. We need to bring back the diversity to our mouths. And that's why I, I tell people to stop. You know, you want to stop doing the practices that mutate the mouse microbiome. Fascinating. Yeah, so many things are popping into my head. You know, again, back to the oral <laughs> biome. Um, as you're as you're making the oral biome uh, healthier, you're hel- you're you're healthifying the rest of your body. And you know, when we talk about all the diseases, and I, you know, when I'm talking about uh, the area that I work with, the cancer patients, uh, chemotherapy, mucositis, all these things can be uh, potentially aided um, by natural dentistry, by proliferating the, the oral biome. Absolutely. And that's why in the step seed, so stop, seal, and seed, the sealing is about, you know, you know getting those gum pockets back down. Um, and the, the, the botanicals really help with that because you can, we can apply it to our gum tissue and it really helps the tissue 
you know, it, it brings back circulation. It's not something like sodium low sulfate would be the opposite. Our, the epithelium in our mouths is so thin that the sodium low sulfate, if we're, and if we have bleeding gums, then we're just pouring that into our bloodstream and it's making the whole gums more vulnerable. Even mercury can create receding gums. So, you know, we want to be able to seal and heal the mouths. You know, I'm sure many of your listeners know about leaky guts. Mm-hmm. And when we do this to our gums, we have leaky gums. And when we have a cavity, that's like having a leaky tooth because we're, we're you know, going against the microbiome that's helping, that, that needs to be activated to keep these systems functioning. Now, when you're using the essential oils, two questions just popped up into my mind. Uh, I'm very careful about telling people to take them orally. So obviously, when you're, you're formulating your own serums, um, there is a big differential between ones that can be taken orally and not, or are these essential oils put into something that um, allows us to take them orally? Yes, well, when we're taking care of our mouths and we're brushing our teeth, that's not actually taking or ingesting essential oils internally. So, of course, though, I feel like even if I'm putting something on my hand, it's going into my body. But it's still, all oil care is is seen as cosmetic. Um, So, ingesting essential oils is a bit different. And the caution there, of course, is you need to have absolutely authentic essential oils and you're we're only talking about a drop so if you're making a salad dressing you're adding like a drop to that whole batch or you know you're adding a drop of lemon and vanilla to like a cheesecake recipe or you know you can put a drop in honey and then add a drop of peppermint to your tea so there's that kind of use Um, but using them for oral care again don't just go get clove and then apply it to your gums because it will burn um, so you want to ha- know that it's a pure essential oil and absolutely authentic. And then, you know, there's definitely a, a lot of essential oils that need to be diluted before use, especially in the oral area, which is a very thin skin. Um, so all of our dental serums are formulated with essential oils that are, you know, can be ingested, can go inside the body. And they are, we also add um, like sea buckthorn to one. So that gives a bit of a fatty base. Um, we've got neem working in our Yogi Tea Serum, so that adds a nice, um, you know, antibacterial fatty oil. And then, uh, you know, so we've really worked on these formulas. We've had them for uh, over a decade now, for sure, almost like 15 years, These a lot of these formulas. And we still get lots of emails every day about, you know, people that are discovering in them, and it's really turning things around. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, now, are the essential oils, or is your your um, your system do do the products act as oral probiotics? Because that's a big flash thing that's coming around now. Are the oral probiotics? Because I think now people are starting to understand that the mouth is connected to everything else. Can your products act as oral probiotics? Well, a, a, an essential oil can never be a probiotic, but it's a very important thing, and that's my, why we have stop, seal, and seed. And the seeding is all about regaining the body and the mouth microbial diversity. So we want to think of our bodies like a bank account, you know, and we want to have an investment in diverse types of um, pre- uh, probiotics and prebiotics. We want to maintain an oral microbiome that is just bustling with friendly bacteria. So um, 
you know, and prebiotics are things that feed and enhance the growth of probiotics. So they will, you know, if you're taking probiotics, they will stretch that out. And we, I've been actually developing a probiotic for the past year, and it is ready to launch in a month or two. So I'm so excited about that. Oh, awesome. Um, you know, and now we know things like lactobacilli mm-hmm. um, and bifidum bacteria, they all have been shown to have the ability to adhere to the saliva and inhibit the proliferation of periodontal pathogens, and they're able to reduce cavity-causing bacteria and plaque. And so what dentists have now been doing is at the rooting root, and after they've done a scaling and cleaning, they've been injecting the gum line with uh, probiotics, but you can do that at home. Uh, we have these syringes that are blunt-tipped, and these are great for taking care of receding gums where you can really get up there, clean between the teeth, flush out the, the succula, the, the gum line, that's where the, the gum and the teeth connect, and then you can, you know, rinse that out with the dental serums, with a pinch of baking soda, some alkaline water, and then after you're all clean, then you can, you know, uh, break open a capsule of a probiotic and put that into the syringe with some water, and then you can, you know, shoot that along into the into the gum line. So you can do that. We also have oil pulling formulas. We have mm-hmm. these dental swishing serums. You can add probiotics to that as you do oil pulling. And then just obviously taking um, probiotic supplements and eating fermented foods. Absolutely. It's a fascinating world. I've dabbled into a few things. I've actually just finished my happy gums. So I will be, um, yeah, so I'm going to be like taking a full throttle dive into this. I've had my fillings removed, the whole, the whole gamut. So this is the next piece. Um, Wonderful, wonderful products. I just want to reiter- reiterate to everybody the important connection between mouth health and overall body health. It cannot be ignored anymore. And this is the place to start with Nadine's products. They are outstanding. Nadine, just before we end the show, if you could just give us your website, your social sites where people can go and ask questions and find out more about this before taking the deep dive, that would be great. For sure. I wanted to also leave you all with one one fun fact, I was, I was reminded of this one at the beginning of the show. Each tooth contains three miles of microscopic dentin tubules. Awesome. Isn't that fascinating? It is fascinating. <laughs> um, yeah, you can find me at livinglibations.com. And uh, our books are on there. They're also on Amazon. And then we have all the regular social media channels, Living Libations on Instagram and Facebook. And we also have a dedicated Facebook page to dentistry as well. Wonderful. It's really been a sheer pleasure to have you on the show, Nadine. I really appreciate it. And I admire what you do. I think your products are outstanding. Uh, So thank you so much for being on our show. Thank you so much. Uh, next week, everybody, it's a tape show. I will be away on holidays, but we have an awesome show. We have Aube Giroux, and she's the award-winning filmmaker of the documentary that was seen on the CBC called Modified. And that documentary is about GMO labeling in Canada. It's fascinating. It's something you want to learn about. So we will talk to you next week on The Health Hub.
You have been listening to The Health Hub, hosted by Kathy Biasi, here on Radio Maria Canada.